everybody, welcome to another new episode of Right Behind Us, the music conversation podcast hosted by myself, Brandon Daniel, of the Seattle band BD and the Sheiks. I'm excited uh, to share this conversation that I had with uh, Mario Cuomo and Dominic Corso from the great young band, The Orwells. I don't know why I have to put young in front of it, but I actually do, because what I like about these guys, uh, beyond just the music of theirs that I enjoy, is that they, you know, they got signed young, and they're doing um, great things uh, with their third official released album, and they're showing growth, they're showing maturity, while at the same time staying irreverent, staying garage, you know, doing the thing that uh, they got signed up to do, and that's so rare. Um, believe it or not, you know, usually when people get signed around 18 years old or whatever, all kinds of crazy things happen, and we talk about that a little bit in um, this episode, but they lose perspective, and it seems like this group is uh, just continuing to grow in their songwriting, and they're taking it serious enough, you know, to grow, and um, so that's a really great thing, and you'll get to hear that uh, in this uh, little bit of their new song, They Put the Body in the Bayou. Um, from their new album, the record label gave us a little bit of an exclusive to share this with you. You can also sample it on iTunes um, if you like, but you're going to hear it on the way in. Uh, and you know, it's all about um, the new album for them. They're on a, you know these mini tours all over the country right now through uh, November and December. Uh, just getting ready um, and then I think a European tour after that in the the new year just getting everybody ready to to go buy their new record which has the title terrible human beings so um, you know you might know this group already uh, from their big hit song who needs you uh, from their last album Disgraceland which ended up being an iTunes ad song that ran for a long time. They had this really great performance on Letterman. There's actually a lot to see. Um, if you're not already familiar, go check them out because um, I think you'll be seeing this group for a while, especially with this new album and its progression. Um, what a month it's been, huh? First, we have uh, the death of Leonard Cohen, but we don't find out about that until the day after the worst presidential election ever. And I don't care where you stand on that. If you're a musician and you're listening to the show, you probably agree. But uh, yes, it's yet to be seen what the hell is going to go down with uh, the worst presidential candidate to ever make it into office. And we all thought that wasn't going to... <laughs> it couldn't get any worse than that last guy, right? You know, not Obama, obviously. Um, seemed like things were getting better. It turns out they're just getting worse. My entire band came down with illnesses. Um, have you got the flu yet? It's here. Alright, I got it for... I got the crazy 48 hour one. I've been sick three weeks out of a month. And, uh, if you noticed, you know, an episode lapse, <coughs> that's why. I had to cancel, like, three or four different artists just so I didn't get touring artists sick um, or even one local but I don't believe in you know risking it <laughs> because uh, I've gotten sick from 
guests that have come uh, to my house to do the show before, and I, I didn't get mad at them, but uh, I'm definitely, as I said, not going to do it to anybody who's about to record or who's about to go on tour. It's just not fair, uh, and it seems like those things always happen. We're about to head into the studio, BD and the Sheiks, to complete um, a series of recordings that uh, Willie William, that opening track, and uh, this song right here, um, In Light, uh, will all be a part of. We're gonna put out a tape, is this uh, idea, with uh, In Light, and Want To, and Willie William, and uh, uh, the, the sing other singles that came out with it. And then we're gonna combine these new singles that we're recording right now to put out a new record, and, uh, and a, in a tape. Um, and so it, it feels really good. I'm really glad that we're coming up on something of completion. Uh, but at the same time, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. I, I, <laughs> I, if you listen to the show, you may know, I've talked about before, it's a really great time to record in the winter because you are, you know, kind of exercising uh, in the season where everybody is getting off of tour, everybody's coming home, and you know it's kind of a downtime for for musicians, and and it's kind of a lonely time for our creative um, and uh, entertainer side. And so uh, to distract yourself with making new music in the studio is a, I thought a really great idea. I've been planning on it for like half a year. What I didn't think about was yeah, duh, it's sick season, you know. Everybody's coming down with something. Every band member of mine has gotten something at least once, if not twice, in the past month, as well as I, obviously. And then I just talked to my producer, and he's been sick for the last two days with the same kind of flu thing that I had, and he's down in L.A. So, uh, anyway, we go in the studio tomorrow to record, which is why I'm posting this episode today. There's going to be no Monday episode and uh, it's also why, as I said, there was a lapse in, a, in, in one episode because um, I couldn't get out there and work. I couldn't go out there and meet other artists and, and talk to them, which was a shame. Um, but here we go. Um, we're going to talk to uh, Mario and Dominic from the Orwells. You're going to hear their new track, They Put the Body in the Bayou, or as you will end up hearing, they call a body, as every band abbreviates their songs to say, hey, let's play this one next. Um, and it's, it's really great, and uh, I had a good time talking with these guys. It's one of those interviews where I had to talk a little bit too much, but then towards like the second half, uh, Dominic and Mario warmed up really a lot, and we ended up having a really great conversation. So here it goes. <laughs>
Okay. Very casual. Um, but yeah, so there's been, I was already able to, to kind of understand some of your story, so I try to avoid the things that everybody can just go watch on YouTube. Uh -huh. um, but it was Elmhurst, uh, the suburb that you grew up in outside yeah. Chicago. Yep. And um, I did think it was interesting that you, how, how many relatives are in the group. Of course, but um, what was what was the situation in, in high school right before that first EP that brought you guys together? I think they were just like already uh, making music and we're all friends, and then just like asked me. He was the last one. Mark was the last one. Uh huh. And he yeah, blew us off a couple times. Blew him off once or twice, and then uh, finally made it to band practice, and the rest is historic. Yeah. So, um, you didn't have a strong desire to be in a band initially? Uh, no, you didn't. No. Yeah, you used to say that. I liked, like, uh, I liked listening to music and pot at the time, but mm -hmm. no, yeah. Listen I was like, pot. listening to pot <laughs> at the time. It's like singing, I would, like, sing along to, like, stuff in my room, but I would never, and, like, we were, like, in, like, little, like, joke bands before. Not, yeah. No, I mean, they were, they were as serious as, like, a sixth grader too. can be. Oh, we had, we yeah, had some good we're, stuff. we're talking that early. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, like, sang on songs and, like, had a band situation before them, but it was, like, it, it had been a while in between, like, projects, you know, like, singing in, like, sixth grade. Yeah, that's true. It had been a while for you. And then, like, trying it again in high school. And, Dominic, what was your, you know, uh, own impetus into into becoming a musician I don't know that word just the uh, yes, <laughs> this is like the one yes, I usually have a good vocabulary starting off point use context you, clues the thing that made you yeah, want to yeah. do it um, oh like uh, like what was what yeah. made me want to do this yeah um, <clears throat> I mean I, I don't know I've been like I've only been I've been into music since I was like nine years old you know right. I was like when Beethoven I, Radiohead when I like really <laughs> That was when I really like actually started listening to music when I was like nine years old, and then like I didn't start playing guitar until I was like twelve. Yeah. I actually started playing bass when I was nine, and my violin. Bass. I, well, I started playing bass, violin when I was nine, and er, and then bass when I was nine, and then my brothers played guitar, and then I was like, oh, could you guys like write like chords to like my bass lines? And they're like, no, fuck off. So then I just like had to like learn guitar just so I yeah. could like write songs. So then, and then. Uh, and were the guitars just around, or were you? Just yeah, we always had guitars. We had a bunch of guitars. Like I had a relatively musical family, and so uh, yeah, it was pretty easy to just like have a guitar like that we had in our basement and like start writing songs when I was like twelve, and then I met Matt when I was like thirteen, and we started writing together when we were like thirteen. Uh huh. So we've been writing actually together for like. Eight years, eight eight or nine years now. Uh -huh. So, yeah. And then like after you know me and Matt were writing songs, and we're like, just kept doing it into high school, and then that was it. And then you started looking for a singer, and there was yeah, I was like our singer for a while, and it was really yeah. Bad. I think he like really wanted to be the singer. He didn't really want me to join. I, <laughs> I didn't want to. I knew because like to this day, there's some like uh, no, no, because <laughs> <laughs> no, like I knew that I, I wasn't good. Yeah, your backups now. I get backups on the new records. Yeah, I could do back. Nice. That's about it. Harmonies? No, not a lot of harmonies. There's like one. No, I don't think we have any harmonies actually. Oh, there was that new song, uh, the first one on your new record that um, I was excited to hear today. 
Um, body. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Well, I really like body a lot too. But oh. what, what was it? The it was. Uh, oh yeah, they put the body. Oh, in that's body. Yeah. We call it body. Oh yeah, we, body. we have buddy and body. There's buddy and body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we uh, have one a long ass confusing name. Um, to, like, to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, but it's in the lyrics, so it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I always, I, but I, I can't account for any of that because I always pick terrible song names. <laughs> yeah, song names are tough, man. They can be really. Well, it's like, do we make it the thing that they can easily find? Yeah, that's or, true. Or, you know, which would be the most obvious thing? Or, or something more creative. Something more creative. Yeah, and what tough. would that be? It's tough yeah. to find sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You could always uh, just double up on, uh, what's the AEIO use? What's that? <laughs> what? Vowels, yeah, just <laughs> double up on your vowels. Hey, what does that even mean? What? You know, like every band, you just like put two. Like blood? You just like yeah, you just put the two two letters next to each other for no reason. Dude, I have no oh, idea yeah. what you're saying. I, I just really. saw just double up on letters. Like bands like always uh, have like the same letter. Like, dude, you're not making any sense. Like, yeah, like, like, like a waves, like a fucking oh the double letter always 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 yeah. Like yeah, oh, I know. that's yeah. a that's a way to find the song quick. I don't understand. Spell it. Oh, Spell like shit. oh, to find the song. Spell it wrong. Oh, right. Spell I it see what you're saying. Yeah, phonetically. Or, oh yeah. No, that's, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm confused. Yeah. So uh, when you guys made your first record, I'm, I've heard you talk about this like a little bit, um, but it was. It sounded like you thought it was just more of a compiling of ideas, and then. The fortune, as fortune would have it, you know, you got signed and going on to like make your next record. It was, you know, an opportunity for you guys to like kind of follow through with those ideas and, and go bigger, which I mean, I think I heard. But at the same time, um, I like all those ideas on the first record, which is very unusual, you know, for a band as young as you were at the time. And I'm sure you kind of heard that to nauseam, but uh, what, were, what were the situations around the time of making that record? I mean, we, had you been playing out and just kind of seeing what worked? Oh, remember when? When you made your first record back in 2011. I mean, the ideas that you put down on it, the songs you put down on it. We have, like, multiple first records, though. Oh, right. We always, like, tried to make a record, so, like, before <laughs> Remember When, which is the first release, official release through any sort of label. Yeah, that was we, we had, like, a two full records before that that were like mostly just trash but like <laughs> we were all trying to like form a record mm -hmm. it wasn't like uh, we just picked the latest like workings it was like we were always trying to make a record yeah and that was just the songs that at the time were the latest uh, bundle of songs that like we're, uh, we're, we're uh, we didn't make many EPs we had two EPs but yeah, those were we were never like oh we're gonna make this EP like, I don't know. Like yeah, you start out wanting to make a record and you end up making an EP. Maybe. That, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Uh, or somebody's times. just like, we want, uh, you you need an EP and we're like, why? And they just like, give us an EP and we're like, okay. Some label or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like EP time, we're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was all happening just from recordings. There wasn't a lot of, I can't imagine living in the suburbs of Chicago there was a lot of opportunities for you guys it's like A&R guys just crawling in the basements <laughs> <laughs> yeah through windows looking, uh, looking for A-trucks oh you just we were told that you're just supposed to 
spam motherfucker, so it was probably O'Keefe that was sending out like a lot of emails, yeah. Lots of emails, lots of blogs and shit. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that, that helped a lot. I mean, that one of those catchy took, little subjects, yeah, hook. Yeah. <laughs> little subjects. Just a good, a good put together email, and then that kind of that kind of did it. You weren't doing it. You weren't sending any of those. Money. No, I was off. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly. <laughs> I was off doing whatever I was doing at that time, and they were busting their humps. <laughs> yeah, which is great though, because you know, as I mentioned, I mean, it's a really unique position to be in, and I mean, I was going to save this actually for the end, but I have to say, as uh, from one musician to another, I mean, I have some buddies that got signed right out of high school to Sub Pop. They were on a cool trajectory. And um, they're all, I mean, they're a few years older than me, but they're all, they don't have responsible jobs now, and things kind of fall apart for them after a second, third album. Yeah. And most of that is just age. Hmm. But, uh, and all, a lot of it too is like, as people like, uh, as their experiences and their age changes, they all of a sudden like want to make different music. And that's one of the things that I'm liking about from what, what I've heard from your new album and, and the, the past couple that I'm familiar with is that you've stayed pretty true to your own original sound while continuing to evolve. And this doesn't feel like a group to me that's, you know, ready to throw in the towel. All right. You know, yeah. so I'll be pretty fucking pissed if, if anybody. <laughs> now you want it. Now you want yeah. to be in the band. I'll be super fucking mad. But <laughs> yeah, so until that happens, like, we're, yeah. Right now, it's still like a trying to fucking still grinding hard, not like a. But that doesn't mean like you know like trying new stuff. Right, but I feel like yeah, the the new record's a good growth with not like without becoming a different thing. Yeah, well, that's what I really liked about some sonically about some of the things that were happening just for instance in the you know the body song is uh there was i mean it's the first song on on the album and it's like boom there's there's growth like you're bringing something that wasn't there before but you're staying true to the thing that seemed to be the component that uh was the biggest part of your success which was melody you know and um and that was pretty cool. And then I saw you guys talk about not liking repetition, you know. So, and I can see that in what your ability to like throw a quick song in, mm, yeah, spice things up, and you know. Yeah, the last song's like eight minutes. We've never done that. Yeah, yeah and you're different. talking about not wanting to do, um, you know, resisting the whole set list problem of you know falling into the same routine every night. Has that continued to be like a goal for you? Yes. Or, yeah, I've wanted to throw. In, yeah, you try to like from try, especially right now is a good time to uh, maybe throw in a new song like that's different from the night before. And uh, I like, I really want to play a lot of the new stuff live because we. This is going to be the first record that I think we can play all the way through. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'd like to just like play the record every night because then it would like keep me more excited and like yeah but you have to like give them some of the stuff that they already want and know so it's like half and half right now yeah but I don't know hopefully when it comes out and see how it does we can make mainly the set just the new record and then some oldies to 
whatever. Well, yeah, that's a nice thing about the songs that you have had, you know, be kind of uh, your your benchmark songs in the past is that you they're fun songs to play, mm. even if you have to play them too many times. Yeah, well, that's what happens. You're always going to play every song too many times eventually. Yeah. So, so uh, Dominic, went in, in uh, from early days until now, has it been like um, a is the, the musical process of, of writing songs start with you and Matt just like working things out on guitar and then yeah we were I mean we were, before the band we were writing we were writing together for like three years mm -hmm. before the band started so yeah it definitely started with uh, with just our, our our duo that we had we actually had a, a we actually had a band that was just the two of us. It's called uh, Kid. Yeah, it's called Kid, which is badass. I love that name. It's Kid. Kid. Yeah. It's called Kid. Just dope. Actually, from just because I, I think it's actually Kid A. Because I got mad at Radiohead. <laughs> Nerd. I got mad at Radiohead, and then he was <laughs> Nerd like, alert. And he was like, Kid would be sick. And I was like, All right, let's do it. So. Kid A made you mad? No. What? No. No. Oh, you no. got mad at Radiohead. Before. No. What? What? <laughs> so, no, like, I, like I showed Matt Radiohead, and then he was like, uh, he like loved Kid A, and then he and then he was like, Kid would be a cool band, and we were like, oh, let's yeah. do it. So then our duo is called Kid, and then uh, that was like that was like, actually that was probably only like two a year or two before we had. Yeah, we named your band Nerds. No, <laughs> 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 nah, just kidding. Yeah, no. One day I'll have my Radiohead. We have a I have a friend okay. up here who has a band called Wimps. Uh -huh. And they're pretty killer. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good name for a band that's that actually good. Yeah. yeah. That's chill. <laughs> and and doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, that's cool. It's, kinda, it's always good. You kind of got to live up to the name when you yeah, that's true. come up with one like that. Mm -hmm. um, so with the record pressure, is it kind of like get done with the tour and now it's time to write? Or are you guys continuing to write throughout your travels no that happens like we have to tour and then and then we're done and then we have to write so we don't really write on tour that much I mean we always yeah. have like ideas and stuff but we're not yeah, like together like green room with yeah. music jams like I think I got it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah a lot, a lot of a lot of bands are like that put down the fucking hummus I just got it <laughs> and then like break out in a song I hate that we hate when uh, so uh, embarrassing bands will like do like a little a little jam time in the acoustic. It's yeah. kind of people do that. Yeah. Fucking hate that. I know. Uh, there was a group that I played with that from the UK that's pretty big. Yeah, it, British people do that. Wait, shit all the time. what are they call? I would like to say, but might have been the same. It might have been the same situation. Yeah, same guys. Might have been the same bands. Wolf Alice is that? Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't Wolf Alice. Great guys. Great, great people. They're way bigger. But yeah, they're doing that. Maybe that's the secret. Yeah, well, I'm sure it makes you a better musician. It's like impressive and uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah, they're always good. I mean, they they got their harmonies down and shit. But it's just like, like we're all before I want to play, the last thing I want to do is play. <laughs> right, I'm right. Just like I'm like, yeah, okay, I, clear, can, yeah. I can go do it, but like right now, it's like yeah. the fuck. Like, well, and there's something too. I mean, maybe their manager is like requesting that they have a single ready next week or something like that. But there is oh. something too to kind of like saving your juices for your job yeah. that night. You know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, I think I, I, everybody's different. For me, I mean, I kind of have to like let the creativity get pent up. You know, like yeah, there's a lot of different things I, that could happen. I know some people who who are great musicians. They write every day. Yeah. I don't know how you censor that shit. Yeah, that sounds like just some fucking yeah. schoolwork. Well, I'll go. I'll go like weeks without like ever writing and being like, wow, like I, it's been weeks. Like, what am I doing? 
And then I kind of like get in like a groove for a week and then. Or like wake up with a yeah. riff in your head. I actually go to bed with a riff. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. it sucks because I'm like, all right, now I gotta yeah. like, wake up and do this shit. Like, fuck. Yeah, there's so. a. There, it's interesting how some people are like daytime writers and some people are like morning time writers. Yeah, no. A lot I'm of people I'm are nighttime, nighttime writers. Yeah. I'm a yeah. Yeah, that's like a uh, a whole weird human psychology thing. We'll probably never get an answer. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is weird how that works. Actually, a lot of the times it's like midday. If I'm just like high midday, I'm like I get a lot of good ideas. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But night definitely like if like as I'm falling asleep, it's like I'll get shit stuck in my head, and I'll be like, dude, did I like just get this stuck in my head, or like am I writing this right now? Well, and then there's the then there's the thing that happens too where you. You're not normally create, you know, creative at a certain time of day, but if you have like a band rehearsal, that, you know, or or um, or even a live show mm-hmm. at that time, all of a sudden you're coming up with some new variation or some new riff that you've never, you never yeah. would have sat down and just started playing. Yeah, no, that happens all the time as well. Yeah, or just like unexpected shit, thing at unexpected times. Hey guys, just taking a quick moment here to tell you about our sponsor today. Making this episode possible is Blumenstein Audio. Check out Blumenstein Audio for the ultimate in high fidelity single driver speakers, subwoofers, and audio accessories for music lovers. Tuned for beauty and solidity. Blumenstein Audio right now has special deals going on on their website with their Marlin 3 inch full range pair, their Orca 3 inch full range pair, their Triton. 8 inch full range pair for a really booming system and then add to that their benthic bass unit a 6.5 inch passive woofer there's also a modular outboard subwoofer amplifier for 275 which i think is a freaking great deal uh beautiful product handmade here in seattle since 2006 from bamboo and birch woods totally customizable Beautiful sound. Check them out at Blumenstein Audio. B L U M E N S T E I N Audio.com. And for being a listener of this show, you'll get a 10% discount on checkout. Just enter the promo code BD for Brandon Daniel. That's me. And you get a 10% discount on checkout. And this is the perfect season for it. So get into it. Check it out. Let's get back to the guy. I'm getting to a radio question. Oh, <laughs> who did you guys work with for your producer this time around? Jim Abyss. Jim Abyss, great guy. Well, what's he from? He's uh, Adele, the Arctic Monkeys, just the tra- Bombay Bicycle Club. All Bombay Bicycle Club, whatever it's called. <laughs> what's it called? Southern um, Bicycle Club. Uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Yeah, no, I think he did the Bicycle Band. But yeah, he did Arctic Monkeys first record. Bicycle Adele, band. twenty and twenty one. Wow. Twenty. Twenty one. Twenty five. Twenty. Just twenty one. Oh. He didn't do 25, I don't think. No. Just 21. I don't know. So did that have some influence on like those elements I was talking about with the Sonics and stuff where you're just kind of... You yeah. He just fucking like, rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah he made everything better. He's a good guy, yeah. He just ruled his job. Yeah. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah, that's... Uh, to- and in some ways, that's pure luck. Mm-hmm. Just because there's so many great... Um, or, you know, in quotes, great producers that, for whatever reason, you know... When you get in the room with them, yeah, they're not. They they're Yeah, it's true. That, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like some producers, like, like seriously do jack shit, and they just sit there and they're basically just like an overpaid engineer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, part of your like job title is like you're supposed to be bringing something to the table and like helping and like, you know, like bouncing ideas and like, 
you know, trying new things. And I think he was, like, probably the first time that, like, we were in a studio with a dude that, like, like actually helped and not like just didn't work the computer. Chris got is listening to this just like crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just other producers that are a lot more hands off, and then there's some producers that are just like way too fucking in their show. Well, is that why you worked with three different producers on your last record just to try and find? The yeah, right we were we were eight different continents. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Fifteen different uh, cities, forty different people. Now it was like yeah. they think Catfish and the Bottleman. No, because he did that too. Look up the Bicycle that. Club band one time. Bombay, <laughs> Bicycle. Bombay Sapphire. No, he Bombay fucking, something. You're right. It is. He did. He did that. He did that. But uh, yeah, the last one was Tokyo just like Police kind of shit show, and we were just like bouncing around the world. Like what? I think he Tokyo Police Club. No, I think it might. No, we Tokyo Hotel. But uh, yeah, it was just <laughs> a fucking. Kind of got to the point where it was a pain in the ass, and then it ended up like, okay, here, fucking go in the woods, and then uh. We're like, yeah, like, get in touch with our music side, fucking sit in the woods, and then, like, it was, like, the biggest fucking, it was just fucking hell, just sitting in the woods, and it was was a bad idea, it was a bad fucking idea, but, uh, so we just spent a lot of time in the woods, and then kind of shit out the the majority of the record, but, like, it felt like the, yeah, it was, like, eight, nine songs. Oh, is it a remote studio? Yeah. Yeah, for Disgraceland, yeah. Bad idea. Where is that? Uh, like, fucking... Woodstock, New York, or something. It's like yeah, like Woodstock, yeah. Kingston. Yeah, which isn't. I mean, that's far, but that's not like uh, you went to the south to record a record or whatever right. in some different environment. I don't know why we felt like everybody was like, oh yeah, like some bands that go to the desert and like they don't see people for fucking a month and like yeah, they really like get to get to get into their shit. Well, it's so funny that you say that because I just uh, avoided going to the desert to record a record. That's probably a good idea, man. Yeah, it gets we're really recording good. here yeah, at home. Yeah, it's much better. You get to fuck around, and see your friends, fucking switch it up, go home at night. Um, I one of the things that that I enjoy about your music that again is it's just always like a pleasant surprise is the wordplay that you work with. Uh, right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. that never gets talked about. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, but that interests me too because you know you were a sort of a reluctant band member at first, but at some point you obviously got into it and enjoyed it because it comes out. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's fucking. F- I don't know. Yeah, it's fun to think about uh, like a line or two that like you're like, oh, that'd be fucking cool in a song, and like save it in your phone, and hopefully one day it makes it to paper or inside the song and yeah I just save a bunch of notes on my phone when I think of something yeah so you're saving notes because the band is going to come to you with the the shell of the song and then yeah. they're going to or like sometimes it. melodies and lyrics like whatever they got we just like go from there and sometimes it's like these are lyrics they're just working lyrics that I thought of like, like yeah. sometimes I really like them like they want to use them and sometimes they don't and this record it was kind of like it was like more of uh, me, Matt, and Dominic uh, getting together and like writing the songs and then bringing them to the full band when they're ready, as opposed to like five fucking oh, cavemen in a room fucking <laughs> swinging their clubs. Yeah, just <laughs> fucking swinging clubs and fucking making noise and nothing happening. So, dude, it, actually, I don't know. You probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I was gonna warn you. No, I think it's probably because it was tough because Henry just wouldn't stop fucking drumming. 
Yeah. I forgot yeah. that that was like a big thing. Uh, yeah. And it made the record stop. so much better that like we basically had to do two practices yeah. for what used to be one. Mm-hmm. Cause you'd be like, Hank, are you listening? You'd be like, yeah, I got it. And then just like, fuck it up. And it's like, just like, just do yeah. that thing. It's like, when you're not... It needs guidance. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like no offense to people, but like when people are like trying to like write music and like you can't speak the language, you know, like it doesn't help when you're trying to figure out a song and somebody's go like, Somebody's like, yeah, what if you go, bah, dah, dah, and yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, be like, just go up at the end, or like, go down at the end. And it's like, that doesn't help, and it only makes people fight more. And then it's like, okay, so we just thought about, like, well, maybe if we just, like, go about this whole thing differently and just meet up with acoustic guitars and yeah. get these skeletons of songs, and then uh, when they're all ready to go, to add the, to throw down and, like, not just, like, voice memo, like, mm. to actually record them. Uh, then we'll bring everybody together and then we, you know, yeah. Tell yeah did you ever, like, um, in the, the process, uh, like, kind of ad lib the vocal, uh, and, and you kind of come up with, you know, the not even full words sometimes, but then if you go back and you listen to that, uh, writing session, you can now fill in with some legible. Like ODB Lil Wayne? Yeah, like, uh, no, for a while it was just like w- while they were writing the song, I was just writing the lyrics, like sitting there with a pen and paper, like just it. like hearing it over and over and over again until they were getting it down. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, hopefully that was enough time to have like good enough words. But this time there was a lot more like not like time spent, but like if Dom had like a song with the chorus. I could like go home and like really like yeah there'd be a lot of times where like alright we just need like one more verse like just give it a day just like come yeah. back with a verse somehow like sometimes so it wasn't like this needs to be the song with all the words right now like mm-hmm. so I could like and then sometimes one line's enough to like okay I could base at, this is enough to like go go in a direction and like a basic idea and like just finish it but uh or sometimes it was just like fucking like I don't know like two totally separate ideas that are on like you know divided by 20 sheets of paper that end up both just like fitting in a song fine yeah there's a paragraph here where it's like well when I wrote there. that that wasn't what I was talking about but now if you put it with, <laughs> if you put it with this then it sounds like I'm kind of talking about the same thing yeah I just changed the context of the idea yeah. that I started with yeah it's like it's not pretty but if we just slap these fuckers piece of paper together well I think it's interesting too just uh um as a musician and a singer and you know like hearing um the way that a lot of times when you guys have like a melodic line already built into the song uh you'll go not necessarily more staccato but like you you know your vocal line is less melodic Mm -hmm. when the basis of what the band is playing is highly melodic Mm -hmm. and then at times when the basis of what the band is playing is like very corded you know and just like a driving song you sing more well, they just like they like this record especially. They like uh, I guess like push me more. Like that's like a cheap way to like they fucking hate if I like sing along to the what the riff. No, not all the time. Yeah, it's, it's not, like a cheap like. It's not great. It's you like don't do it yeah. all the time. You don't do it all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's great if you're Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, or like <laughs> or uh, like just like you know how many words, just like how much content and how you're delivering it. Like, I'd sing a verse, and then, like, a chorus, and then a verse, and it's like, well, we don't want the, you know, first verse to be saying exactly, like, the second verse, like, should be saying differently. Yeah, and at first, I was just like, oh, why? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just like, this shit's been working for, like, eternity. Like, why Like why are we fucking with it? And then, 
So I just like had to try harder, and then, you know, a couple couple lines maybe they weren't happy with. You know, I'm not happy about that, but yeah. you know, I've changed. I changed a couple for the record. You know, I <laughs> uh, made some adjustments. So I was a uh, open. Still ears. stuck to the hard in the van though. Couldn't get you off that. Oh uh, yeah, can't. Yeah, I I got like oh, one like fucker. sexual boner song. Which is Buddy that came out, but the rest of the records none of that. Oh, that's funny. I didn't pick up on that yet. Cause that that's just like a <laughs> fun tour, like dick sucking song. But that shit, you can't do that shit. You know, that shit gets old. Well, it's also one of your like a uh, faster, more abrupt songs yeah. that doesn't, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. Which I like that in the what was available as preview in like iTunes that that's one of the songs. Yeah, it was like basically the whole fucking song. Yeah, like, it's here's a like a, yeah. Yeah. Here's 60 seconds of the fucking 60. Well, I, used have, so, I used to have this manager who's a great guy, but I mean, that was one of his things that he was always, you know, I don't know if you guys have had like a label or management like this before where it's like they're always kind of saying, mm, this one, I don't think that'll make the record. Right. You know, and that would always ine- inevitably be that fun one um. that... You know, it's a little bit irreverent and doesn't mm. necessarily need to like you know yeah. do anything but excite. Like you. I feel like the record shows growth, but like that song, like especially lyrically, is just like could have been on the other re- like a different it's, record. It's its own regressive uh, little yeah, it's little throwback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a little t- a little throwback, but uh, yeah, no one tells us what to do though. So. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'll still get fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has that happened yet though? Have you had like a we've a, shit we've shit some tour managers. Oh, okay. Uh, is that where you're gonna fire people? No, 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 not firing people, but <laughs> like just, people trying no. to tell us what to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah all the fucking happens, time. And yeah. It sucks because, like, what do you know? You're just a fucking old rich white fuck and you know nothing, so. Mm. It gets annoying. <laughs> you know, a lot, I mean, I'm, Tom sure, goes MLS, I'm just speaking that, in right? general. In just general, like, a lot. Not specifically. No, yeah. One in, person. in general, a lot of bands probably deal with that. Uh, more rich older people. white rich people well the, I mean the reason that I was interested in asking you specifically that question is because you guys have been doing this since you're you know 17 18 years old and you've made three records and so you know sometimes it's when you're younger it's like it's easier yeah to get right in. was that like funny ass quote from day where he's like who are you to say who's made no records collectively that our record is not a hit or like some shit yeah. it's like yeah it's like crazy it's like movie like movie critics that have yeah. never like wrote a Maybe script or like directed yeah. it, it's like go fuck yourself, dude. Like, you're a professional yeah. asshole. Like, yeah, well, that's true. I mean, I, I keep. It's kind of corny, but I keep thinking about this, uh, and I'm getting like more and more comfortable with it. That you know, there's a lot of magic to a, a good song, and it doesn't necessarily. I mean, how many? Like, go explain why you know so many Nirvana songs are great. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's really hard to do. Is because this guy just had a great way of laying it yeah. out there and um you know and that's fun if you can like embrace that that's fun but yeah. when you have like somebody uh like you were describing coming at you telling you like why that doesn't work you know really because it worked on all the records that i love yeah. Yeah. you know and that's uh and a lot of people and i'll just use myself as an example don't learn to get thick enough skin to say fuck you mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. later. All right. You yeah. know. So maybe maybe it helped that you produced so much in a short amount of time, so you had to experience that enough to get thick skin. Yeah. No. We we we've uh, we've stood our ground. Yeah. Pretty tough. So. It's pretty important to uh, yeah put your put yourself first sometimes and be like, yeah. even if this song might 
you could see like one song doing better than another, but like you want some, you want a certain song to represent you more than what they think will do the best at like this time in the fucking world today or whatever. Then uh, yeah, it's good to stick to your guns and like do what's better. Whatever you like more is more important than anybody. Yeah, that's true. What did you guys um, <laughs> did you guys get it uh, to a certain point where you got comfortable being? you know, entertainers and musicians. Because a lot of times when we start out young, like, uh, you know, I start playing guitar the same time you did, start building bands and stuff like that. And at first you're not so comfortable with the stage, and even if you want to be on it, it's, it's you've got to learn what you're doing. Yeah, it definitely yeah. took a lot of shows to be. It takes a fuckload. It takes, yeah. like, to be, like, in your own skin, like, you know how to do it when it's time to, it takes, like, a hundred shows or something. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. And then getting comfortable with the entertainer part of it and maybe just like wanting to you know embrace that enough to actually make your show better mm-hmm. yeah it's mm-hmm. totally like and it makes it so much easier I feel like it, it probably almost be harder if like you didn't have like a go to like I just have to like like be an entertainer and like be like a like a, like, uh, a crazed dude like uh, <laughs> like oh, I'm nuts and then like people can like think weird shit about me but and it's well, just like it's easy to snap into that cause I know yeah. like okay, this is just what I have to do right now, and, like, I can just go into that, like... Yeah, it's, like, probably, like, acting, but easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's also, like, enough fuck you and your lyrics mm-hmm. that yeah. you could actually get away with doing a few shows very dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where you're not... Well, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um... Thanks for taking the time to do this with me. Yeah, it's not my uh, idea of a good time doing an interview before every live show, so no, that's cool. Appreciate you guys making time for it, and um, excited to hear the rest of this new record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited yeah, for people to hear it. All right. Conversation with Mario and Dominic of the Orwells. Check out their new album, Terrible Human Beings. Uh, the song that you're hearing now is that song uh, I was talking about before the episode, Who Needs You, their big hit song for their from their last album, Disgraceland, uh, a song I quite enjoy. And actually I already had it on my computer, so um, check them out on tour. Check out our uh, Instagram for pics of all of our guests, plus the bands at BD and the Sheiks on Instagram. We have the obvious handle at right behind us on Twitter. If you'd like to follow there as well, do us a favor and write a positive review on iTunes in the podcast section. Uh, it helps us get the show out to more people and be seen and heard by more. Um, that's it for today. Again, no Monday episode next week, but I'll be back with more interesting artists, especially in this month of December. Thank you for listening. And as always, until the next episode. <laughs>